Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>listening to the superpod hero cast a night shift radio projection hey todd hey since this movie came out the between the first and second since there was less than a year is this the shortest time to the biggest decline <laughs> in a series because mm. i got i got stuff that i need to work out now as an adult <laughs> and welcome to the podcast I I honestly, I've like seen bits and pieces of this. I really haven't sat down with this movie in, I don't know, 15 years. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? I realized that although I watched the first one. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Although I watched the first one, maybe in the... No, I can't. uh, I can't remember if I went to the theaters or not. It's possible I did. But... I definitely ni- did not. At 19? <laughs> yeah. T- well, 20. You would have 20, been 20. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly, though, because I was such a fan of the comics. Sure. I may have gone just out of that, but I clearly never watched this movie. So this you was see a now why first I time said, for me. <laughs> but you see now why I said the first one is the most loyal to the comic. It doesn't do it the justice it deserves, sure, but sure. compared to this, compared to this and then fucking turtles in time. Oh, oh I, my. I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, I mean, I know it's in the helmet, but I'm hoping that the, uh, I'm hoping that, um, could be a ult- season or two <laughs> ultra, you know, ultra, ultra vision, uh, shows up and destroys all of humanity before that happens. Fuck. That took a turn. <laughs> Maybe we should say hello now. Oh, sure. Let's <clears> do that. <laughs> We may have to bleed some of that in before we say hello. Yeah, pull a ne- pull it. Uh, never heard of it, yeah, and yeah. Uh, just have us in the middle of conversation, and then I'll say, "Oh, hello, yeah, hello, <laughs> welcome to the Superpod Hero Cast, <laughs> guys with beers talking about movies with capes." Episode eighty-seven. Yay! Yes, I'm Casey Ryan, and I'm Todd Panic, and, and we, we watched. watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. The Secret of the Ooze. Ooh, 
nice, nice, uh, scary voice here, uh, three days before Halloween. Yes. Yes. And those of you who know a few me, days, not three days, a few days. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. Three days. It's the 28th. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, those of you who, who know me in real life know that for the last couple of years, I've been rocking a, a decent looking beard, but, oh, yeah. uh, had a Halloween contu- contest at work today. I was told, you know, this is my first Halloween here. Said it's a big deal. Everyone dresses up. We had a lot of people dress up. So I went as old man Steve Rogers and shaved my beard. And I'm not going to say I scared the crap out of my wife this morning, but I came downstairs. She had come back from the gym. I came downstairs clean shaven. And she recoiled, I think is the right term. And then looked at me with a look of revulsion on her face, so much so that I actually said, honey, are you aware of the face that you're making to me right now? She's like, I wasn't prepared for it. I go, again, are you aware of the face that you're making to me right now? Did you did you tell her you were shaving? Yeah. Oh, I told her. She's, oh, okay. Okay. So okay. she knew. She's got, but yeah. 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 She's but, seen she's you a busy, clean shaven before. She has. It's been a number of years, though. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it's well, a since this old, so so you went as old man, uh, old man Cap. Yeah, from and, end of end game. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to do Peter B. Parker. I cannot wait to see your costume. It's a brilliant idea. It's going to be good. I'm because really I'm rocking the dad bod. You know, maybe next year it'll be. Uh, what do they call him now? Surfer Thor, because Fat Thor became. Oh, did that become? Uh, yeah, PC? some people. Some people. Push back on it, which I totally get. I mean, I mean, uh, really let himself go, Thor. I mean, come on, he's fat, Thor. I mean, <laughs> well, uh, not to diverge too far because let's get this, let's pull the band aid and get this one over with. But did you see that they remember how they pulled uh, Leia in the gold bikini from being slave Leia? Uh, yes, I am aware of that. Which one. I, I, I'm fine I, with. I get, I'm I get the connotation. Yeah, yeah. But did, fat well, Thor. did you see what? Did you no. see what they renamed her? Oh no, what? Hut killer. I'm like fucking a. I mean, it's okay. accurate. accurate. She kills Jabba in that uh, in that bikini. In the bikini. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah. And slave one, I think, is now just Boba Fett's ship. They're like, we don't. I, we don't have time for this. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe it'll get a name in the book of Boba Fett. Who knows? Yeah. I, listen, I don't care enough to raise a hubbub about it. If it bothers sure, some but, people, I don't think it's. And I'm also not going to canon. Yeah, I'm not going to raise a hubbub if someone raises a hubbub about it. I'm like, if it if it offends you, I yeah. definitely don't have enough melanin in my skin to tell you whether or not you should be offended by the word slave. Yep, agree. But hey, All right. we're hey, here to talk um, about something that is so much worse than <laughs> slavery. Is that where we're going with this? I would say no. Okay. I'm going to back away from that joke. <laughs> okay. I'm fit, wait, hang on. <laughs> I see what you did there. Basically backed away from the microphone, folks. Um, yeah. You know. It's bad. It's it, bad. It, um, it is. And there's only one thing that's going to get us through it. Well, I mean, since we are. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? Hey, Casey, you procured the beer this week. Do you want to tell us how you got there? Well, uh, anyone who lives in the Syracuse area knows what part of town Todd and I live in, or at least the general idea of where we live. I'm not going to give out addresses. But a major part of the road right in front of my house uh, (laughs) is being torn up and repaved. So I thought I would do Todd a solid, not since he has a way around it all. 
uh, and there's only one way to get into my neighborhood, I text him today and said, hey, do you want me to get the beer so you don't have to go through the actual hell that is this road? Uh, And he said, yes, of course, thank you. I went to branching out on my uh, uh, self-employed lunch break and... (laughs) put uh, some feelers out for what we could do with Carissa. I said, you know, it's turtles, nuclear, you know, waste, sure, or chemical sure. waste, uh, revenge, get the whole wolves, ninja angle, snapping sure. turtles, yeah. and she was just, and I said, oh, and also it's really bad, after we're looking <laughs> at some stuff, because it's taking us a while. Yeah. She goes, well, there's none of this makes sense, and I went... Sold. Yes. So, Todd, what exactly are we drinking? We are drinking a beer from Hardywood Park Craft Brewery. They're out of Richmond, Virginia. They officially began their mission to brew with purpose in late 2011 as one of the o- as one of only two craft breweries in the city of Richmond. Shortly a- thereafter, they were honored to host the signing of SB 604, which allowed craft breweries to sell beer from their tap rooms directly to consumers and paved the way for Richmond to earn its place as one of the top craft beer destinations in the world. We are drinking their New England-style double IPA dry hop with mosaic hops. None of this makes sense. Which uh, is something I uttered many times while watching this film. (laughs) I agree. Let's drink this beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Ooh, that is good looking. It is. All right. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, buddy. Well, it's double IPA. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Mm. This one is 8% alcohol by volume. It's got that juicy, uh, what was that one beer? Cannot remember the one, but it, it really leaned in on the whole dank. Oh. It, it, yeah. It, whatever that one was. Was it for Zoom? Uh, for four, the 420? No, it was, it, was, it was before that, but... This one strikes me as that. Uh, yeah, that's really, this is very, really, very tasty. Yeah, uh, you know, much more uh, accessible and palatable than say the movie we're here to talk about. <laughs> so once, so, ag- yeah, once again, if you're in the greater Syracuse, New York area, gotta go check out Branching Out Bottle Shop. It is the finest selection of beer that you are gonna find. So before we get to any of the production notes, and also there's no uh, almost cast except for <laughs> Paige. Uh, Turco. Turco. This is her uh, debut. Oh, okay. I actually know her from NYPD Blue. She had a short run as a almost love interest for Detective Greg Metavoy. Turns out to be that she is a lesbian, uh, and Greg ends up donating sperm so her and her uh, partner can conceive. And Greg Metavoy was played by? Gordon Clapp. I know. I know. I know. That's Poor unfortunate. Guy. Great actor. Poor guy. Okay. So, uh, Todd, uh, what's the subtitle to this movie? The Secret of the Ooze. Did you know there was a whole alien uh, storyline that was cut from the film? No, but I do know that in recent history, uh, and I can't remember if it's Eastman or Laird, but one of the two creators of the Turtles has mm-hmm. has basically said, oh, no. They weren't turtles and ooze. They were aliens all along, right? No, that was what they were going to try and do with the reboot. And now oh. they're, they've gone back to their turtles. It is aliens brought the um, ooze. 
Oh, I misunderstood. I thought the I thought the guys were actual aliens. Okay. No, no. They quickly tried to do that, and then they backtracked and like, well, aliens are going to be part of the turtles' new story. I'm like, whatever, whatever yeah. they're doing now. Do you know about the last Ronin? Uh, I, I'm looking at it right now. I'm not familiar with it. Do you know who? Uh, I'm going to spoil who the last Ronin is Go because right that's ahead. what got me interested in it. Okay. Has to carry his brother's brothers because they're all dead legacy what and he's like this he's like this ronin uh like harden i'm like okay wait a minute hang on really that is yeah that's what because it's been going on for a couple years now and they've just announced it and i was like all right hang on now i'm interested yeah i am kind of uh is this is this this the right no that's rise of the Ronin. This I, okay. I, I you have you know, rarely am I shocked on this podcast, but <laughs> wow, boy. Oh, okay. And I see. Ooh, they gave him. He almost looks like he's got a little bit of a ninja vibe. He's got a hood. He's uh-huh. got all of their weapons. Okay. So yep. You, you and that's that. how you didn't know who it was because he just he just had all of his weapons. They had all their weapons. What the hell? Okay, so. <laughs> so the aliens were the Umtrons or Utron? No, uh, Utroms. Okay, U T R O M S. Uh, they're pretty much what uh, a, a bastardization that uh, Krang was in the cartoon and then in the later movies. Okay, like Eastman and Laird wanted this to continue the same kind of dark feel. They wanted Shredder to stay dead to then reveal that he survived in the third one to make it like this big, huge thing. Okay. Um, and then they, uh, you were also going to find out that Dr. Perry. Is that, is that a David uh, Warner's Dr. Perry? Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Jordan Perry. Yep. Was actually like a robot suit. Like Krang had, and it had one of the Utram, uh, uh, however you, yeah, Utrams, uh, inside of it. I think that would have made a much better film, but unfortunately, the uh, the producers pulled the Sulkins and fired um, the director of the first one and got whoever directed this one. Uh, this is direct- in the movie. He is Michael Pressman. He's yeah. mainly a t- he's got a lot of TV credits. Uh, mainly oh, a TV good for him. Mainly a TV director. Um, he also directed a couple of films: Doctor Detroit, starring Dan Aykroyd, back oh. in the eighties. Um, also, some kind of hero, which was um, I think an attempt uh, the you know the trope of the comedian attempts to make the dramatic turn. You know, oh, Man boy. in the Moon. Um, Razor's uh, Edge for Bill Murray. It, it was that for Richard Pryor. I did not know Richard Pryor made a serious film. Yeah, uh, Margot Kidder is oh. in it. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a comedy drama, but I, I you know, I think it's it's that idea of I, I want to do more than just make people laugh. I think the only person that's oh well, we're t- we're talking stand up comedians. Never mind. I was going to say Kevin Klein's the only one who can bounce back and forth. Super well, and Robin sure. Williams. Sure, yeah, yeah. The only did did you feel like it was good that they recast? Uh, what's his face? Well, Corey they, Feldman. Uh, I mean, look, they basically they recast. Didn't they recast all of the turtles? Nope. Uh, Robbie Wrist and uh, Brian Tashi come back. 
Oh yeah, Brian. Yep. Okay, Brian Tashi, Robbie Riss. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so we get a new Raphael, which is <laughs> sort of L- obvious. Lori Fazo. Yeah, and and, uh, and then. Go, Donatello cl- is Adam Carl. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and click on Adam Carl. See what other movie he's been in that we've done. Um, well, I'm going to say right now, it's not a good sign that his name is not a clickable link in Wikipedia. Oh, my God. Go to IMDb. All right. One moment. Stand you by. You fucking monster. You son of a... Uh, Adam Carl. Uh, hang on. It's always uh, tricky finding these because sometimes they're in the lower one. Stand by. One moment, please. Okay. Adam Carl. Boy, he's way down. Yeah, yeah, because it's a voice. All the voices are at the bottom. Okay. Adam Carl. Uh, Oh, Monster Squad. Derek. (laughs) Wait, which one was Derek? Derek was the other bully. Oh, my God. Not the kid from the Wonder Years, but the other bully. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. Isn't that crazy? I'm like, wait, he's in a movie we've already done. Boy, that's and his a- his voice just makes more sense with Donatello. I personally think. Yeah, you, you know, I I'm of the opinion that with the exception of, I mean, Raph will always be the angry one who stomps off, who has with, a Bronx accent yeah. for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> with the exception of that, I'm of the opinion that there's the characters are not really well fleshed out in this one i think they were better fleshed out in the first one i don't think they flesh out at all like literally when raf and leo fight and he leaves like well this has to happen to keep the story going so i I guess they'll fight question mark you know who donnie is because he does the hacking on the computer right like (laughs) does he or does he (laughs) it's 1991 hacking it's so adorable Mm, yeah uh, should Let we me just type the keys a bunch? Uh, yeah, go through your production stuff because I yeah. Got else. yeah okay, so uh, listen, there's not much here, but hey, um, uh, guys and gals and non-binary pals, this is going to be a short episode. <laughs> it sure is. Listen, you better hope for tangents because that's the only way we're putting up any kind of content in this one. But uh, okay, so this movie is written by Todd Langan. He wrote the first movie. He also has some TV writing credits with the Wonder Years. Uh, Michael Pressman, as you pointed out, was the director. He has a cameo in this. Wait, was Mike was Todd Langdon the only credited writer? Uh, one moment. Yeah, uh, I mean, other than Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird for uh, the creation of the turtles, get the yeah. creations. But yeah, it's only Todd Langdon. Oh, that poor guy. Because this has a very different feel from the first one. He must have written a script, and then the studio intervened and was like, we need to be funnier. We need the Turtles not to use their weapons, which is absolutely the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So they must have uh, gotten somebody to zhuzh this up, and they didn't get credit, and now the crappiness of this movie falls on that writer. Yeah, th- that's tough. You're you're uh, 100% correct. Uh, we are, we are first, not going to speak highly of this. <laughs> the, the, the first one had its silly moments, but it stayed in its lane. Like, it was still, if we're comparing the two, which we can because it's the same franchise, the first one is like The Empire Strikes Back, and this sure. is like... The this Attack the, of the Clones, <laughs> or the Christmas special? Yeah, it's not. It's not quite that bad. Mm. We're gonna no. We're gonna hold the Christmas special for the next one. <laughs> okay, because it is horrible. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. So Todd Langan gets the sole writing credit. 
Um, Michael Pressman, director, a lot of TV mm-hmm. stuff, the the couple of films. Uh, this movie comes out in 2000, I'm sorry, in 1991. Um, it had a budget of $25 million. Worldwide did $78 million at the box office. Which is why we got a third one. Yeah, in, yeah, in today's dollars, it's about a two-for-one um, the last uh, 30 years. So that would have been a $50, mil- a $50 million budget, which yep. is... And it wow. shows because the turtles move a lot easier in this one because they don't have the servos coming out the back of their yeah. uh, on on their shells. Everyone moves a little easier. It's weird. I thought they got a new person to perform Donatello, not his fight scenes. We, they had to get a new person for that because it's um, Kano in the movie. Kano, yeah, yeah. Um, and you could tell, like the way he moves. I'm like, oh right, that's how Donatello moved in the last movie. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but some of the stuff that these turtles do in this one, I'm going to put on the director. They're like, I don't know. They're just, their movements don't match what they're saying at times. They're just like, you got to move because it's a kid's movie. So that, you got to keep moving your hands. You know, keep the kids I, entertained. I think you just nailed every objection I'm going to have to this film is it presents itself as, you know, like a, an adult superhero movie. It is not. No, I mean the first one, the first one, the 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 fire scene with with Jedi Splinter, sure, never would happen with this director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd like have the Splinter fart at the end or something. I don't know. It's just <laughs> yeah, so. It's, it's definitely like I mean, w- we'll eventually get a an animated Turtles film, right? That's the, which is kind of like the Superman Returns of this franchise. It ignores everything and. and it is subsequently ignored after it. Um, well, the Michael Bay ones, I think, are are, are considered a reboot. And uh, I just saw today doing research for this. They are rebooting it again. The next one comes Why? out in 2023. Why? Because money? <laughs> that's, oh, good Lord. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's a choice. Um, yeah. So the... Twenty-five million dollar budget, seventy-eight million box office. Today's dollars, mm-hmm. the equivalent of fifty million and one hundred and fifty-six at the box office. Sure. Yeah, that's that's nothing to balk at. I mean, yeah. it's a garbage movie, and we have people on the night shift radio network. Hello, Andrea. Hello, Michael. <laughs> who unabashedly love this movie, and I want to say, but why? <laughs> well, listen, I it's going to be the reason. I picked Flash Gordon and Swamp Thing. It's the reason you picked Condor Man. Right? Like, I, wait I'll a minute, but Michael and I are the same age. Well, clearly, you guys were in different headspaces when you watched oh, these. I, I was saying to Carissa today when I picked up the beer, I was like, I think this might be one of the first movies where I watched it and went, huh, movies can be bad. Okay. <laughs> and it was so weird. All my And I stayed with it. Like, all my friends were like, oh, this is funny and this and then. I'm like, is it yeah, though? I've got. It's funny for a ten-year-old. I, I totally get that. It's funny yeah. for a ten-year-old, but I, I guess it was. This movie was released fifty-one weeks after the first one. Boy, that's crazy. That is crazy. Like not even a year. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I just it was so fresh, and I don't know what it was, but I I distinctly remember seeing this in the theaters and being like, I mean, that was funny, but <laughs> did I want funny? Yeah, and you know what? I think on on that note, we've we've shit on it pre getting into uh, it. Well, like, one last point: oh. the IMDb score for this movie. Oh yeah, six point zero out of ten. 
<laughs> Stay tuned for our stunning reveal. Spoilers. <laughs> it may be lower. It may be lower. All right. Okay. So um, on that note, let's roll that film. Hey. Uh, Best part of the movie? Re- you, 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 the saddest part of the movie. In memoriam? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So he's got this. And Muppet Christmas Carol is dedicated to him and, ooh, fuck, someone else. And I feel bad that I can't remember the other person because someone yeah. else died it in the time. And I get that. His son directed it, so that. But I'm like, this one? So we are, of course, talking about the wonderful Jim Henson. Who, uh, this will be the last movie that the, I believe, I don't think the Henson Studio did um, Turtles 3. Oh, really? Hmm. Uh, and it fucking shows. <laughs> yeah, you know, I will say this. Uh, you know, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of this movie. The the plot, you know, the tone, any of it. Is, but I'm but sorry. The, the puppets the look good. <laughs> the what? The plot. The plot. <laughs> it's almost as if as if none of this makes any sense. Hey. Um, yes, the puppetry in this, but for one moment, <laughs> where you know, like in the first one, there's that meme that goes around where you can see the performer inside Donatello. Yeah. yeah. And there's a couple shots where you can see the 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 like Scenes. the stitching and yeah. stuff. When they when the turtles first get to the junkyard and all mm-hmm. the the lights go on them and it's one of the only time uh, Leonardo pulls out his katanas the whole movie. Yeah. Well, they're not technically katanas, but you know, uh, just, ninjato. Yeah, the, it's just easier to say katanas because yeah. it's like I live in Syracuse. I don't live in insert part of Syracuse I live in because no one's going to know that beyond that, right. you know, yep. uh, just easier to say when he's got them up over his head, you can see the elbow uh, between the pad and his forearm. You can see the skin. Oh, no way. Performer. Oh. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm, oh God. Oh, that's unfortunate. So everyone's eating pizza. Okay. I want pizza. Um, <laughs> at all times, but when I'm watching this, I'm like, damn, but also like you can tell who was actually in New York and who were pickups somewhere else, wherever <laughs> it was shot, because some of that was authentic New York pizza. And some of that was, eh, it's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same problem friends ran into once it moved to high def. Oh, really? <laughs> you can be like, that's not New York pizza, especially where they live. They live on the lower, or they live in like Soho area. That's choice pizza and this is like frozen pizza oh Um, oh no but why is everyone eating pizza it makes you feel like everyone knows the turtles like pizza so they're supporting the turtles by eating the pizza but no one knows the turtles exist it's once again almost as if none of this makes sense now the same year or a year later batman returns was 92 Ooh, good question. One moment, please. If it well, whenever it was, there was supposed to be this whole yes, ninety two. Okay, there was supposed to be this whole thing where like the shops, you know, at the beginning when you're seeing everyone shopping for Christmas, yeah, yeah, all the shops were supposed to be Batman themed. Oh, because people were like, he's our he's our guy. People knew who the Batman was by that point because of the events of the first movie. Sure. But I think, A, they saw this and went, oh, that's a bad idea. And also, it's just a bad idea. The Gotham should never support Batman. Like, I like the way he's written now where the cops don't like him and the citizens begrudgingly accept him. 
you know, they're they're like, yeah, as I an mean, almost necessary ca- evil kind of. Yeah, thing? he kind of caused a lot of these problems. Uh, if anyone's wanted to read a mainstream Batman that I really enjoyed was uh, Batman White Knight. Well, I'm not. That one's not on my radar. It's really good. And is it like canon or Elseworlds? No, it's canon. Um, okay. And guess who the main villain is? Who's that? The Joker. And I am recommending it. So that should tell you something about it. That's unusual because uh-huh. our true fans know that you actually don't like Joker as a villain. Nope. I'm very excited for the Riddler, though. Uh, yeah, me too. I was not, you know, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know about the Batman, but I will admit mm. the stuff we've seen coming out now looks really good. Do we do we have a firm release date or it's just sometime next year? Oh, March 4th. March. <laughs> it's so soon. <laughs> Holy cow, that is soon. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of where that's where the movie really starts to fall apart before even a stitch of dialogue is said with the pizzas. You know, I think the best way to frame this is after the first movie, they could have gone in one of two directions, and I think I'm, I, I probably am being unfair. Earlier, I said they present this as a as like a grown up superhero movie. They don't do that. That's unfair. The first I, one did. The, the first, first one, one tried to be. Yeah. Edgier. Yeah. It had a it had a foot in the we're dark, you know, this is something that older people will enjoy as well. They had an inflection point. Sure. I mean That's it was me. fun. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I mean, I remember of, what of it was. All the Turtles movies that we've reviewed, slash that I've seen, which is all of them. Guess which one I'm gonna watch before any of the rest of them? The the very first one. Yeah, it's great. I get that. They clearly had an inflection point with this movie. Which direction mm-hmm. are we going? They leaned in heavily to, well, you know, all those kids that are watching the cartoon, let's go in that direction. So also they had a campaign from pretty much like the, what is it? The million dollar million moms, the, uh, those, those idiots <laughs> that go after every little thing. The, the same ones responsible for the warning labels on albums in the late eighties. Yeah. Pretty much. Tipper it's the Gore, same time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, they wrote into the studio and were like, "Hey, we don't like that in this ninja movie. The turtles are using weapons." Yeah, I, I'll just lay my cards out right now. This is too juvenile of a movie for me, and I love The Incredibles. I love Sky High. I hated Zoom. Two out of three of those have really serious, poignant moments in them that help you along with the camp and the goof. That's right. That's right. This, this movie, movie is, I put it leans fifteen <laughs> percent too far into the goofy. Yeah, too much camp. Like, like if it dialed it back, I think I would enjoy this a lot more. You can see the area where the first movie is sitting from this mm-hmm. movie, but yeah. but they are in different places. It, you know, it's not the direction that I'm going to lean in. So. So we're introduced to a new character. Go, Kino, come on, hash, saddle up. You mentioned earlier Paige Turco replaces Judith Hogue as April O'Neil. Not only replaces, she was specifically asked not to be in the movie. Like, they broke her contract. No shit. Yeah, uh, be- any any insight into that? Uh, the new director, Michael Pressman, didn't uh, like Judith Hogue's quote-unquote attitude. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, whatever. I mean, I think she was fine in the first movie. Uh, sadly, you know, Casey Jones, who is one of my favorite characters in the Turtleverse, doesn't show up in this. And clearly, we get the Kino, who, as you point out, was the uh, martial arts performer for Donatello. Yep, performer for Donatello, yep. They just create a new character, whole cloth, Kino, who's like almost slapstick Asian Robin. Basically, I mean, he pretty much, I mean, yeah. And we're supposed to like this character, yes? 
We are. But we don't. <laughs> we are. We don't. <laughs> Especially since he fat shames this girl. Which one of you lucky girls gets a ride with me tonight? Dream on, dweeb. Yeah, okay. But when I do, I'll dream of something a little thinner. <laughs> it's juvenile. This is like, this is elementary school sensibilities, right? Yeah. And and not what they maybe what they should be, but the, you know, it's it, it, this one's aimed squarely at nine year olds, in my opinion. Broad picture, you can tell the director didn't give a shit about this movie or like making it anything more than a quote unquote kids movie. You can also tell by subtle things, like when the owner of the pizza shop hands Kino the pizza boxes with no pizzas in them. It's very clear. He's like, wee, woo. And then when Kino <laughs> puts it on the bike, he like, or when he's leaving, he's got him like at a 90 degree angle in his hand. I'm like, so all the cheese is just slurping down one side yeah. of that thing. Want <laughs> the f- Yeah. I, listen, if you gave me 30 seconds, I could give you the plot of this movie. How deep do you want to go? Let's talk about the action sequences mostly and then okay. just kind of cover. Because what what do we get right here? First Wait, fight. First fight, yeah. Kino goes to deliver the pizzas to April O'Neil. He hears a, a, a ruckus. I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? And he goes down these stairs and there are these guys all wearing uh, pantyhose over their heads. Yep. But then one guy lifts it up to talk. What are you, night security? Now you have to kill that guy. He's seen your face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Congratulations. You just entered murder. Well, no. Actually, I'm a pizza delivery. Of course, there won't be because this is for elementary school children. Again, they all go to try and attack him. He kicks the shit out of all of them. There's an ad lib here when the one ki- guy starts to stand back up and Kino kicks him. Yeah. The, Stay down. That was ad-libbed by Ernie Reese Jr., which I guess makes sense. Did I mention I study martial arts? And then a whole bunch of other guys show up, and who shows up in the meantime? The turtles. The turtles. So now we have a full-on fight in a shopping mall. And you mentioned earlier, the turtles do not use any of their weapons. Donnie's uh, the only one. Donnie uses uh, his uh, sure, bow staff. That's it. Yep. Um, at one point, we actually see... Is it Mikey? Yeah. Mikey grabs a couple of pepperoni that are hanging from the ceiling and uses those like his nunchucks that he has. Combat conquers! Leonardo throws his swords up into the ceiling. Hey, hey, now you see them. Now you don't. And uses them as anchor points to jump up and kick two of the guys. But it is so clearly, we're not going to show even the hint of violence. And if they do, like in the first one, like the one scene I'm thinking of that probably upset a lot of parents was Raph getting the absolute shit kicked out of him by the Mm -hmm. Foot Clan. That was rough. That's a rough scene. Sure. I totally get it. But uh, hey, if you don't like it, don't bitch and moan to get it changed. Just don't support that thing anymore. And you know, this is an era where if your kids love the turtles, you didn't have to take them to this movie. There were a bazillion cartoons. But with this is what a time like. Now we have, you know, we've got Justice League, and we have superhero action, mm-hmm. Super Friends action, in the DC universe at least. We've got somebody, something for every age group. We've got the Harley Quinn show, which do not show your children. Yeah, right. <laughs> Titans also in that. Uh, actually, Titans. Harley Quinn's more for adults, right? Titans oh, so is Titans. teens. Titans is 20-somethings, I'd say. I mean, in the very first episode, Robin says, fuck Batman. So, I mean, I, listen. That's 
teenagers that talk that way. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this isn't sm- literally smack dab in the middle of the first animated series, which ran 87 to 96. So if your kids love the cartoons, just let them watch the cartoons. But don't um, let them watch it at, when they're older because then they'll realize they were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Donnie breaks the third wall. And this is the point where I wanted to turn, just turn off the movie and stare out a window <laughs> and think about my life choices. The, uh, the meme of, um, what's his name? From Pablo Narcos. Escobar. From, from Narcos. Yes. <laughs> just sad Pablo. Yeah. Yeah. When he goes over to the clown, he starts pushing it. And then he looks right down the barrel of the camera. Yeah. I felt like uh, Truman from The Truman Show. What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? We've talked about this in the past. This first fight, which is within the first five minutes easily. it's. I think it's in within the first two minutes. It's uh, real soon. They spend a lot of time. There's some establishing generic New York stuff. The pizza. Oh, yeah, all the, the pizzeria. Pizza, yeah. By the time we see Kino, it's probably two minutes. And by the time he gets there and he goes downstairs, you know, but it's within the first few minutes. But if you don't like this, this is your off ramp. Mm-hmm. And if we weren't doing this podcast, that would have been my off ramp. Oh yeah. Sadly, I'm like, been, oh no, I got to go the long fucking way around. I, I would have been totally done with this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I want to turn it off. I want to turn it off. Then. <laughs> <sighs> I think at one point Michelangelo does a cowboy switch. You're kidding. When he falls behind the counter before he gets the combat cold cuts, yep, it's obviously one without. It's. I wish I knew there. There has to be different names for them, like ones that have the animatronics, one for fighting, and doesn't have all the stuff in it, yep, and one that can take like falls and stuff. And this feels like it was that one. Nothing in it, just a mold. Sure, he falls down and he pops up with. Don't look too long at it, but it'll work for if you're. It'll flying. work for if it yeah. has to fall or fall down some stairs. The perfect example is in the first one when the foot are dragging Raphael down the stairs. Yep, and his face is just boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very clear they just molded it to be and him being drugged down the stairs. Nice callback with the skateboarding with Donnie. Yeah, I guess. I mean, again, was, look, I mean, I'm going to have a couple nice things to say about this movie. That's one of them. Okay. <laughs> well, good for you. Fight ends. Uh, they tell Kano to go call the police. He comes back. Now, what does Raph specifically say to him? You can find a phone and call the police. We'll start tying them up. But they're in a pile. Hey, Raph, if any of them wake up, Kano's going to have to fight them. Come on, guys. I know you're 15. (laughs) We can't trust Raph. I think that's what we just learned. (laughs) Now we've got April with the trope of how do we know she's carrying groceries? How do we know what's in that bag? Because there's There's a a baguette sticking out of it. The only other thing to point out about that is the person who's like, oh, hey, I know you. That's Donatello's performer. Oh, is it? Not his stunt performer, but just the... The regular everything. Moving around. And like looking at that and knowing that and knowing what he does with his body the rest of me, I'm like, yeah, it's definitely the director who was <laughs> like, you got to be big as the turtles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Passage of time. Let's talk about that. Sure. How long has it been since the first movie? I think we're measuring in weeks. So April got a new apartment. Yep. Oh, Fully furnished. Right. Uh so oh, I, let me let me finish the thought. Okay, go ahead. A brand new news manager that seems to be able to pull his weight around because it's not Charles. Sure. They've been able to move Splinter up to the roof, but hmm. the next scene after the apartment scene is the foot all meeting at their uh, rendezvous point if things went south 
and the shredder returning. So was it months or was it days? Uh, or was it hours? Oh, I know. They didn't give a shit. Yeah, that's a good point. Listen, I would say we're okay with weeks. I think the apartment is, they're gonna, we're going to chalk this up to, they assume we won't notice. I, <laughs> even the news manager, I, like, yeah, they just assume that no one will know, that we'll just accept what it is. Realistically, it's, so I'm wrong, it's not weeks. If it's days, it's like day or two days. Because Shredder's, yeah, yeah, right. You know, his hand juts up out of the garbage. So, yeah, I mean, arguably, arguably, it's the the next day. I mean, he can't be unconscious for days and survive. So Casey Jones got the girl at the end of the first one. Yeah, that's and then he's like, "All right, peace out. I'm gonna go do my own thing for a little bit." They had one passionate night. Oh, and then, oh my, and she she became a whole new woman. Yep, and he was like, uh, the road has my heart, babe. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't look like Judith Hogue anymore. Uh, I have to leave now. He did an ego. He's like, the sailors say Brandy. She's a fine girl. (laughs) Are we trying to connect this to the... I'm trying to connect this to anything that I'd rather talk about, but... uh... (laughs) So April's at a news conference, or not a news conference, at an interview. Yeah, she's uh, doing her reporter in the field. Yeah, and who is she interviewing? The lovely David Warner... David has, fucking Warner has a million God credits of all of them. I think my favorite role of his. Oh, and this would be this movie actually would be a oh time after time. Yes, is a contender yeah. for my, the movie milestones. Sure, fuck yeah, I'd be I have no problem with that. Uh, in fact, that might be my David second Warner. movie. Yes, Shh, don't tell me that. It I haven't m- told you what my second movie yeah, is. I know, but. I mean, he's, a, he's also evil in Time Bandits. Yeah. He's also evil as the voice of Ra's al Ghul on Batman the Animated Series. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, he's that's also, a brilliant. also uh, holds a trifecta standing as fl- playing three separate aliens in the Star Trek franchise. Really? He was in the amazing episode, Chain of Command. Ah! Oh! Uh, Star Trek Five, as a uh, Terran. Wait, undiscovered country. That's oh no, that's six. Six, and in six, he is uh, Chancellor Gorkin. Gorkin. Okay, got it. He's wonderful. He's He's wonderful wonderful in everything he's in. He is the one thing that's actually jarring about him in this. I don't picture him smiling a whole lot, and he is. (laughs) He's a nice guy in this. Right? Like, it's a little bit jarring when he's smiling, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's showing his teeth. That's a sign of aggression. Oh, no. It's just a smile. Yeah, David Warner deserves do, so much better. Do you want to... Wow. Do you want to take a guess at how many... Now, he does a lot of... He's got a lot of TV, a lot of voice. I see some video games. Do you want to guess how many acting credits he has in, on IMDb? 363. That would be really impressive. It's still 226, which okay. is not bad for a man who is, uh, what, 80 years old. Well, Todd, I think if this podcast has taught us anything, if you ask me to guess a number, I either go <laughs> grossly over or I under guess by like It's a almost lot. as if numbers are your kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be on the price right at all. Um, That's right. Yeah, they give this... This press conference about they're taking care of all this chemical waste that they, you know, responsibility. We get it. It was the 90s. We're trying to make everybody who was pouring waste into things 
uh, feel bad. Sadly, here in Syracuse, the people in charge of our lake wouldn't do it for another 20-ish years. Although, to be fair, they've actually done a really nice job of... Yeah, you can eat a whole two fish out of there. Yeah. Listen, that's two more fish than you could eat when I was growing up. <laughs> oh yeah, you couldn't do you couldn't do anything. Yeah, when yeah. I was growing up, yeah. And at least it doesn't smell like horrible body odor when you go that's by true. there in the summer. That's true. Yeah, that, all these that's positives. a positive. That's right. Uh, would you like me to keep my answers succinct, or will you be able to edit later on in case I start to ramble, which unfortunately uh, I'm in the habit of doing? Professor, we're live. I did like the nice touch of when the turtles are watching the news report. Mm-hmm. Donnie, did you see? He's salting his popcorn. He salts it again, and then he just picks up one popcorn and, and salts it. Like, it. yep, that's a fifteen-year-old right there. Yeah. It's not salty enough. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, I did like that little touch. What I didn't like about touches is they find some <laughs> ginormous assumed radiated dandelions, and everyone's touching them willy-nilly. Hello, Chernobyl had just not- happened four years ago. <laughs> Well, don't touch the irradiated shit. They're not irradiated. If they were irradiated, no one would be in just overalls. It's toxic. Toxic doesn't mean irradiated. Uh, they never use the word toxic. It's chemical waste. But still, just okay. put some fucking gloves on before you touch shit. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. Listen, you you are going much slower through this than I would uh, be coasting at. But sure, yeah, that happens. Um, we very quickly learn that the foot has a new hideout. They've been driven out of their old uh, lair with the with the supposed death of their master Shredder. And they, just like D- Dwight Schrute, uh, uh, Tetsuo is ready to just fucking take over. <laughs> I, Tatsu, now lead. Let any who challenge step forward. He totally is. Until Michael Scott shows back up. And that's about how long it takes for Shredder to uh, emerge from the garbage pile and uh, resume his place leading the foot I challenge. Now, this is a new actor playing Shredder. Yes. And uh, I know him, and many of our listeners will probably know him, including... Hello again, Andrea. Uh, (laughs) He was the... uh, What's the word I want to use for it? informational instructional videos for the Dharma initiative for lost. Oh, that you, I saw that note and I was like, I don't know what the Dharma initiative is. That's the, it's the people who run the Island. Got it. Got it. Okay. So that is Francois Chow. Yeah. He's, he's a com- wonderful. Cambodian American actor. Uh, I started watching the expanse on Amazon, which is pretty good. Oh, he was in GI Joe. He's, Oh, he's the, vo- Oh, that was GI Joe. The movie. Direct to video, he was quick kick in '87. <laughs> Wait, he was in GI Joe the movie. Yes. Oh, what talk about a garbage pile of a movie? Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Where Cobra oh. Commander turns into an actual fucking snake. I don't remember that. Uh, let's see. He was in Rapid Fire, the Brandon Lee movie. Um, oh, it's yeah, it a really good movie. Point of No Return, Blue Tiger, No Way Back, Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley, <laughs> <laughs> Lethal Weapon Four. Oh, he's one of the four fathers. Yeah, he's one of the forefathers. Yep. Godzilla 2000, Deep he is, Core. Yeah, he's Re- working. I, doesn't, isn't he working with Jean Reno? Uh, in which? In Godzilla. Oh, uh, is Jean Reno in that? He is. Okay. Well, then. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. It's been, uh, I don't know. That is a movie. Uh, I didn't walk out on it, but. Two of my friends were coming to see it, and they're walking up. I'm like, hey, what are you guys going to see? They said, Godzilla said, find something else to see. 
<laughs> like, oh no! What? I'm like, it's bad. It's real, real fucking bad. Uh, oh hey, he was in um, Birds of Prey. He was Mister Keo. I don't remember that role. Oh wait, that's the guy that owns the rest the the Chinese mm-hmm. food place that she lives above, or she gets her food from. Yes, yes. it's got to be. It's been a minute okay. since I watched yeah. that. I mean, he's he's definitely a that guy actor. If you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you see a picture of him, they purposely don't show his face. And I think that the way they do, they try and uh, dumb it down for the kids is when the Shredder shows up, he's missing his face guard. And one of the foot there goes, his face. It went through a trash compactor. Exactly. Uh, Sorry, it was not the guy who owned the Chinese food restaurant in Birds of Prey. Oh, no, it's the family. The the mob boss. The mob boss that uh, he kills. The one that's hung upside down. Got it, got it. Okay. That uh that black mask kills. The Storyteller series brings you full cast audio productions of short stories. I'm the host, Megs. And each month we'll bring you a brand new story performed by talented voice actors, interviews with great authors, and exclusive print edition stories. Listen wherever you enjoy podcasts. Catch us on Twitter and Instagram at NSR Storyteller or at nightshiftradio.com. The Storyteller series. All-time radio rebooted. Let's get back to this movie so we can be done. Sure. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, Shredder returns. He's ready for revenge. It's... There's this whole elaborate plan that they're going to steal some of the, the ooze so that he can make his own things. They get a wolf and a... And a Tortoise. snapping turtle. Yeah. Uh, the fun thing about that is both of them are voiced by Frank Welker. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Frank Welker as Toka and Razar. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's both of them. He was... Should I know who that is? Uh, Freddy from the old Scooby-Doo show. Oh, you're kidding. Wait, the original Freddy? Wow. Holy cow. Uh, he's the Nazi monkey in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's a boo <laughs> in Aladdin. He is Megatron on the original Transformers TV show. I mean, the the dude in, the dude works in the 1984 works. Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. He was he is Spock. Spock. He's the voice screams. of Spock. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. in Wikipedia, the the role is literally Spock's screams. <laughs> yeah, he's really good at that kind of stuff. Uh, if oh, he you was go, he was Stripe in Gremlins. Yes, he was. Oh. And if you go over to where no mom has gone before, the episode of Search for Spock should be up right now. You can hear us talk about that. Oh my God, he was Jinx in Space Camp. Oh, Space Camp. Frank Welker. I did not know his name, but... But you you know his voice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, that's so yeah, really cool. he is Toka and Razar. And of course, it, they come out and like... <laughs> Now it's now it's uh, Shredder's turn to be Dwight Schrute, and he's like, "Yes, attack me if you will. When it is over, you will call me master." Toka and Razor look at each other. Mama. Mama. Okay. Here comes the only time I actually laughed watching this movie. Okay. Hit me. Smash cut to them playing on the floor. Shredder's pissed because it didn't work. Dr. Perry is like... What did you expect? They come out quoting Macbeth? Shredder says... They're stupid. Well, they're not stupid. They're infants. And then Razor bops Toka over the head. (laughs) Okay, they're stupid infants. (laughs) 
That is the genuine only time I laughed yeah. in this movie. It was just the, all right, fine. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> During all this, the turtles split up. Kino decides he is, he's... Go yeah, ahead. He, yeah, he, so he shared, you know, word on the street is that Foot Clan is recruiting, especially, you know, anyone with martial arts abilities, especially teenagers. So Kino has the idea that he's going to do the old Trojan horse. He's going to mm-hmm. pretend to... Uh, be interested in trying to join the, the Foot Clan in order to get some infantile. This works really well. Raph is kind of shadowing him. They're working together. But, of course, they're discovered. Raph is captured. Kino is sent to go get help. He runs all the way to April's. Really good cardio. He's only mildly winded. They seem to be down by, like, the end of the island. Sure. Possibly maybe in a different borough. <laughs> <laughs> and he ends up in Midtown, and he's just like... Hang on a second. I just, okay. They're so, going to kill him. <laughs> I'm not, you know, secret time. I'm a big Burt Kreischer fan. Secret time here. I'm going to share a little something. Sometimes oh with movies, either one, either movies that I've seen many times that I just need to kind of reestablish beats and tones and stuff, um, uh-huh. or movies that I really have zero interest in seeing, but I have <laughs> to talk about in order to be on this podcast. Oh, is this Sometimes where you started going a little faster? I started the movie at one and a half speed. Then I realized as long as I keep subtitles on, I got up to double speed the movie. So wow. I was at double speed when Kino runs back to April's. So it's almost comic. Yes, that's exactly what it looks <laughs> Suddenly like. Suddenly he's the flash. He's the flash. It was hilarious. <laughs> so that made me laugh out loud. But if you saw the theatrical release, you didn't see that because they were probably playing it at normal speed. Release the flash cut. <laughs> Release the flash cut. That's it's cool. nice that, you know, the 70s cab driver could suddenly be a recruiter for the foot. Like, I, the hat, everything about it. I'm like, well, you just walked off of some, you know, Sam Peckinpah fucking movie with that costume. I was trying to think, what gang was he in in The Warriors? I'm like, oh, was it the was it the, He's the, the taxi cabbies. cab? No, the cabbies yeah. gang. There you go. Yeah, he's right. totally in the cabbies. Got it. All right. So Raph, of course, gets his ass handed to him, but in a much less extreme way. And if you wanted to keep it light, when it started to go south for Raph, it would have been really funny if he went, no, not again. I mean, you know, we Something. get we get an equivalent equivalently non funny line. Uh, yeah. You know, Any of you guys ever heard the expression fair fight? You know, it's fine. And then, then it's the cut to the other three turtles who are infiltrating. The perimeter's quiet. Yeah. A little too quiet. Mm. And then as Donnie is pointing out. Given the layout of this junkyard mm-hmm. and the proximity of certain structures, mm-hmm. if they were going to spring a trap, they'd probably do it right about. Of course, it's a trap. They're surrounded. I, I did like they take out the two. Just this doesn't happen in real life. If you're standing guard in front of a gate, you're not pacing back and forth. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. only in movies. They take them both out. Well, that was easy. Yeah, a little too easy. <gasps> Look, huh? it's Raph. Yeah, a little too Raph. You guys, oh, knock it off, brother. Keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> Michelangelo with the jokes. So of course it is a trap. Ninja fight. Which they hold their own in until... Oh, my God. Toka and Rezar are released. Um, Oh, wait. Did I go out of order here? No, you're good. Because they fight once. They get their asses handed to them. Then they meet up with 
Dr. Perry, and they devise that if they make that's right, they that's right. They find anti- the man, they find yeah. the manhole. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, and so they decide that they're gonna make like a like an antigen, uh, anti mutagen. Yep, anti mutagen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's ice cubes, so they put them in donuts. Mm, num nums. It works for the first one, but then Razar. Razar? Which one's Toka and which one's Razar? Toku is the tortoise. Toka. Ray, Toka is the tortoise. Razar is the wolf. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have put that the other way because <laughs> Razar, turtle, snapping turtle. Rawr. Uh, he's not a snapping turtle. He's a tortoise. And He's a snapping turtle. I think he's a tortoise. He's a snapping turtle at the end. It's a wolf and a fucking snapping turtle. I think that's a tortoise. Oh, my God. Go ahead. We're okay. Gonna... All right. <laughs> We're going to let you be wrong in real time. <laughs> Who is Taka from TMNT? Oh, he's a mutant alligator snapping turtle. Okay. I concede. What was the second part? I, I concede. Well, what, no, what, you were 100% correct. I was 100% what was wrong. The second part? That's so weird. <laughs> a little interesting fact. Do you know why we've got Toka and Rezar instead of Bebop and Rocksteady? <laughs> because uh, Eastman and Laird were like, there's no way they're in this movie. Uh, they were adamant against I it. I think it's they only didn't one want of it to be. Oh, no, no. Could not be used to do Eastman and Laird objecting. Okay. So they yeah, created they them didn't for want this. An, they, yeah, they wanted very little. To uh, mimic the cartoon, which interesting. maybe is why the aliens got cut, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was interesting. While you were talking about, so what probably got cut earlier was a discussion of TMNT, The Last Ronin. And we're not going to say mm-hmm. what was oh, in yeah, there. yeah, that got cut. But um, as I was looking that up, I saw a quote, somebody asking the question of whether The Last Ronin is TMNT canon. And they had a quote from Eastman and Laird basically saying, who cares about canon? We're just expanding the turtle verse, you know, like, so, you know, I mean, that's kind of freeing if you're like, yeah, it's almost the way DC has made all of their films or Warner Brothers has made all their DC films is eh, what does it matter if they're in the same universe with the same guy? Who fucking cares? Here's the Joker. It's it's a taxi driver, but with a... Boy, when you started this, I didn't think it was going to be a Todd shits on DC, but uh, congratulations, buddy. You got that. <laughs> and here we are. That's right. Shredder decides he's going to call out the turtles by having Toka and Razar destroy a small city block, saying, you know, every day that you don't uh, fight no, us, we're going to release... Central Park. He's going to release him into no, Central Park. That's the... Oh, that's right. If they don't show up, they're going to release him into Central Park. Uh, did you did you see a return character here? Uh, I missed it. Chief Stearns. Oh yes, the police chief. Yeah, who did, clearly is very uh, eager to get to the bottom of these strange animals. Like he's like, what animal? What kind of animal? Like he clearly wants her to say, "Say fucking turtle." That's what he wants. Come on, give it to him. That and also, uh, it's very clear that this actor was brought in for a day. Uh, <laughs> Because he doesn't even have a haircut. he's They're hiding whatever long hair he has <laughs> with him wearing that cap. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I'm coming in for a day, and then I'm out. Yep. And then it, uh, probably that police car he got into drove him home. Right off the set, right to his house. I did really enjoy the... I looked it up. When they're making the, an, the anti-mutagen, yeah. someone calls out how hot it is. 338 Kelvin. By this point, we had figured out that you don't say degrees Kelvin. 
Star Trek may have made that mistake. It's just Kelvin. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's 338 Kelvin, which is 148 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Which, yeah, it's hot. I mean, it's not... It's not boiling. It's conceivably hot to do what it... For, for my brain, for it to do what it needs to do. Okay. Well... It wasn't just someone being like, it's uh, 20 degrees Kelvin. That sounds hot. Though, it's amazing that it still works since Michelangelo drops a slice of pizza in it. <laughs> The worst, the worst kinds of. Uh, so, uh, do you recall the what's the name of the episode? Is it the fly? It's the episode of Breaking yes. Bad, <laughs> yeah, right? Like uh-huh. Walter White would not be happy with their uh, lab protocols. No way. Oh, hey, who directed the episode? Fly. I have no idea. Do you, Ryan Johnson? You're kidding. No, boy, that was a weird tangent. In fact, that. Almost like we planned it. We did not. How the fuck did you pull that out of your ass? Because I know that he directed that episode. Because I'm like, that's the episode? Interesting. That's the episode? I mean, ah. that's a good episode. I like that episode, actually. It's fun. It, I mean, it, it, when you know the history of the fact that it was, it all takes place in that room is because they had no budget. No kidding. It was one of those. It's a like, bottle episode for budget. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's wild. Oh, that's it, wild. I, sometimes bottle episodes for budget work and sometimes it's the season two ender of star trek the next generation i'm assuming that's not a good comparison it's a clip show episode mm. and it's it's rough got it, got Riker it, got gets it. some sort of brain amoeba bullshit and so they have to hook some divisive to him so they just show old clips doing a clip show so it's episode. basically our holiday episodes <laughs> no our holiday <laughs> episodes are new material our holiday episodes are communities episode of a clip show. Okay, that's fair. All right. You can yell at me all you want. I've seen enough movies to know that popping the back of a raft makes it go faster. Let's get to final fight. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Before, well, yeah, well, it's part of the fight. Um, So they go to this construction site. Oh, yes, we cannot skip Ninja Rap. That, oh. that, that cannot happen. So, of course, another trap. The foot's there. They fight. Taka and Rezar. Yeah. The turtles get thrown into a club that is right next to this empty construction site. A club that is packed of yeah, audience with Vanilla Ice and his dancers. <laughs> and a fight breaks out, and people continue rocking out around it. And Vanilla Ice improvises Ninja Rap. Yo, it's the green machine yeah, gonna rock the town without being. And if they had like like the end of Galaxy Quest, when he shows up at the con, they all think it's part of the show. Yeah. Everyone's like, whoa, this is really cool. Everyone seems genuinely afraid when like Toka and Razar come in and when the Shredder shows up. Sure. So it, again, it it makes no but sense. The it, fight resumes and then people are back to like dancing and hanging out. It's it, it, yeah. I mean, I don't want to occupy any of my headspace, so I will say. And that happened. Uh, and that happened. Um, we. I, I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So <laughs> I'm so I want to get out of this fucking movie so bad. We're so close. Go ahead. The shredder is threatening to use the ooze on the random woman. Kino runs in. Hey guys, I'm here. Huh? Huh? Get out of my way. <sighs> Jump up on the stage and then Roundhouse kicks it out of his hand. I'm like, hang on. Isn't this dude like some ancient, amazing master of martial arts? And he didn't think to put his hand down the entire time. Yes, I see what you're putting in front of the camera. None of this makes sense. I just want to really drive home why we're drinking this beer for this This might be the best pairing of a beer in a movie because 
That is the only mm. way to get through this movie. None of it makes it's any sense. Lots of beer. Yeah, and beer. Yeah. Shredder, De- you know, has a has a backup plan. He has a little teeny vial. Yep. And they Marty McFly, uh, the Shredder. With a key uh, with a keytar. With a keytar. He goes flying out of the club, you know, like <laughs> keyholes the the wall, you know, goes flying through uh-huh. that. Yay, everything's fine. Toka and Razar have reverted back to their animal forms. And what are their animal forms? A wolf and a what is it? Tom? Alligator snapping turtle. Oh, that's interesting. It's so it's so interesting. Um, definitely not a tortoise. Definitely not definitely a tortoise. Definitely not a tortoise. The turtles are now on <laughs> like a dock structure, like water. So you've got the construction site and the dance club and the dock are all, it's they all taught. It's Gotham City. It's Gotham City. They're looking, yay, Shredder must be dead. As they cowabunga, we get Super Shredder. Oh my god! Um, sadly, wasted. Although at this point in his career, this is probably him starting to do. Oh, actually, this is yeah. probably pre. Oh, so it's the amazing Kevin Nash. Being, uh, I think this is pre him doing pro wrestling. Uh, because when Mikey makes the joke, I saw a note today. When yeah. Mikey makes a joke about Toka and Razor, didn't we see them at WrestleMania? So he makes his wrestling debut in nineteen ninety. So, Ooh. yeah, so... So this right around the same time. It's right time. around the same time. And clearly, it, look, I mean, so I will admit, mainly when I was in the Air Force, it was the time, mid-night, late 90s, I was a rest. I mean, I'd been a wrestling fan as a kid. I'd stepped mm-hmm. away from it when I became an adult. I came back to it for a couple of years. It was big in the culture of the military when I was in, especially when sure. we were deployed. I'm a huge Kevin Nash fan. I was excited at the end of last episode when you pointed out that Kevin Nash is Super Shredder because I hadn't seen this. How quickly am I disappointed when basically he knocks the building down on himself? He does a Samson if Samson was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He knocks down the the whole building and Super Shredder gone. Are they trying to make an analogy that since he got really big, he's now really dumb? Like Leo literally says, Shredder, you gotta listen to reason. Yeah. You're gonna destroy us all. Yeah. Shredder's like, and so. Revenge I think, works. You no, should survive. I, listen, your revenge. This block. is this cartoonish elementary school. It's it's the idea. I think that like the desire for revenge. He's so consumed by his desire for revenge, he doesn't care what it takes, even if it costs him his own life. So he collapses oh, the structure. The turtles, of course, are fine. They've got shells. We see his. They jump in the water. They jump in the water. Uh, they love being turtles. We see his hand. Wait, hang, okay. hang on. This is this so is close. the perfect. I know. This is the. Per- <laughs> don't worry. I'm going to spend a, a minute on the non end of this movie. So okay, you know, buckle in. All right. They pop up out of the water. Clearly, none of them are wet. I'm like, you couldn't spray down <laughs> these things with just a little silicone. I mean, maybe water would mess up the surface. But they have. If you do silicone, it it looks like sweat and it stays in place. Sure, sure. Just do that, Mikey says. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Man, I love being a turtle. The uh, pedantic nerd me wants to point out in the last one you said. God, I love being a turtle. <laughs> but they want to make this more kid friendly, I guess. Okay. Uh, uh, so they go back to the uh, their new lair. Splinter's there. They're like, oh, we defeated the Shredder for real this time. Oh, right, because the Shredder pops his hand up. And they're like, nobody could have survived that. And his hand goes limp. I had friends. This was this was the. <sighs> This is a really crass way to put it, but this is the Zerpruder footage of my middle school. 
Because people are like, no, Shredder faked it. He's going to be in the next one. He faked being dead because he knew he couldn't beat the turtles at that point. And I'm like, you're <laughs> this all is, stupid. This is a pruder film of, so your, dumb. of your middle school. That might be one of the best lines of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, I know, you know, uh, well, I, I guess it's been long enough. We can we can make a joke about this for pruder footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, that's good. Uh, so... So they go back to the the lair and Splinter, you know, Elmo Splinter. Uh, yes, Kevin. Still, still Kevin Nash. No, or Kevin Clash. Oh yeah, uh, Kevin Clash says. Were you seen? They say no. Apparently, this newspaper is like the fastest print in town <laughs> because he holds up a picture of all the turtles. So, in universe, it's probably nine o'clock. If this is a Nine ten o'clock. This is a rock and nightclub in New York City. Sure, yeah, their later. fight la- yeah, with midnight. the shred- shredder. Okay, it, even worse because this is not a digital age. They would have had to set this whole thing up. Splinter oh. has a fucking copy of this. God bless your heart that you are <laughs> that you did the math on that. <laughs> I did the math on the first part. Not t- passive time oh. makes no sense in this movie. Yes. And he makes them all do flips again. And right before they start to do their first flip, he says, And remember, go ninja, go ninja, go. They start to flip. He says, I made another funny. <laughs> and movie. Why did that feel like a marathon? It was, that was, listen. Even at double speed, this movie is is a tough. And it's only an hour and a half. It's It's only an hour. It's an hour and a half half with the credits, so it's like it's like it's it's like a a buck. It's like an hour twenty. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Okay. All right. Well, thank God we're through it. Uh, But unfortunately, we've got a fifty-fifty gamble the next time we pull a turtle movie for it to be a good movie. Or I want to stab my fucking eyes out so I don't have to watch it again. You know, let me say this. Uh, Their taste in bad Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies notwithstanding, I like Andrea and Michael. I'm sorry that Andrea wasn't able to join us. Uh, Her schedule, she's at a music festival as part of Left of the Dial, I believe. Yes, down in Gainesville. So uh, wasn't able to join us. But I'm glad that she wasn't able to join us for this movie. I'd much rather Andrea joins us for a better movie. But, uh, you know, I think we should let Andrea give us her thoughts on the movie, and I think we can do that right here. What's up, Superpod Hero Cast? First time, long time. Your friend and sibling in podcastery here at Night Shift Radio, Andrea. Um, here to tell y'all why I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. And it's because it it rules. And I guess that's all I have to say about that. I have a few reasons. I was thinking back and I can't say for sure that it's the first movie I saw in theaters, but it's definitely the first movie I asked to see in theaters. I would have been about five, I think, when the movie came out. And I think that's about when you first start to really understand and start to like things for reasons other than just their like you know, the most recent thing you saw or whatever. And it is a perfect early 90s movie. I've been trying to figure out a kind of like coherent way of addressing the things I'd like to talk about. And you know what? 
this isn't my podcast, so I'm not going to do that. So here are some things that I love about this movie. They drink out of a Bart Simpson glass. They just, I mean, I am pretty sure I have that glass too, but I, that, that is some cross promo that I am all about. Uh, there's a spiritual similarity between Bart Simpson and the Ninja Turtles that I love very much. I can't imagine I'm the first person to say this, but just in case no one has said it on this particular podcast, the Turtles and April are in a kind of polycule. She is fully in love with all of them, right? I don't know what that says about Splinter being there, but there's certainly, she is obsessed with them. Um, They have the coolest hangout in the entire world. The like subway station or whatever that they move into is so cool and it is exactly where I wanted to live as a child it's where I want to live now Toka and Rezar they are babies we I think we overlook the fact that Nom Noms comes from this movie I think people use a version of that fully um, disregarding the credit giving credit where credit is due I will say my Captions wrote it out as yum yums, which is egregious because it's nom noms, and that's very important because they are babies. Some things I don't love about this movie random, put on offensive Asian stereotype accents perpetuated by the turtles themselves, who you think would be a little more uh, sensitive, culturally aware, but, but I guess not. Oh, Kino has perfect 90s voice. It's, it appears to me that all of his lines were re-recorded um, and they're all ADR. I could be wrong about that, but he has perfect 90s voice and perfect 90s hair. So that's great. Oh my God. Could you imagine if I got through this whole thing and didn't mention Vanilla Ice and the fact that there was a tour for the Turtles and for their cool ninja rap song. And the reason I'm the way I am today is that nobody took me to, to, to that tour and so I'm still struggling with that and it's really brave of me to to come here today and, and tell you about my love for the Ninja Turtles when all of my life I've been chasing the unreachable high that I know would have really set me on the path for success if only I'd been able to attend that show there's actually a really beautiful moment in this movie where the turtles learn from the nerdy science man that their origin is not really anything like incredible. Um, it's more of just like a wrong place, wrong time, crazy random happenstance kind of thing. And they're kind of breaking down about it and kind of refusing to admit that they could be who they are for this kind of arbitrary, really bizarre reason. And, Splinter says this really wise thing because he's Splinter. He's the wisest of rats. And he says, do not confuse the specter of your origin with your present worth, my sons. And I think that's really beautiful. You know, like um, it's something that I really hold dear as someone who was never taken to the coming out of their shells tour as a child. I really struggle with how that affects me to this day and being able to keep Splinter's words close at heart has just been really impactful for me as a person. And, you know, I, I can't imagine I'm the only one. 
So, yeah, I mean, I'd love to talk more about this movie with y'all in a more structured way if um, time and space allowed for it. But but I guess all I can really share with you now is <laughs> follow me on Twitter and Instagram at AQAndreaQ for more deep thoughts like this. Is that slimy? Should we cut that out? You can cut that. Yeah, definitely cut that. So, yeah, thanks for um, inviting me to chat a little bit about this very special movie that means so much to me as a person. All right, my friends, keep on keeping on. Cowabunga. So, Todd. Yes, Casey. As we always do, we have some questions Why did to we watch try this? and oh, figure sorry. out. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> because Odin wanted to punish us again. Yeah. Um, so, Todd, who's your favorite character? Um, you know, maybe because I was... I mean, I was unnerved by his smile, and he—they cer- certainly <laughs> set him up like he's a bad guy when we first see him at the at the landfill area. But Doctor mm-hmm. Jordan Perry, mainly because it's okay. David Warner. You mean Doctor Baxter Stockman? I mean, yeah. oh, <laughs> he's clearly a, a fill-in for Baxter Stockman. Exactly. Yep. Uh, my favorite character is Michelangelo again. Okay. All right. I love that. So the problem is, though, with the new servers on the turtles' faces, their eyes are all a little bigger, except for some reason Michelangelo's isn't, so he doesn't have the big, wide-eyed look that he had in the first one. They're less um, unique in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and that's interesting. You know, I think... Listen, the in the next one, they're all going to look the yeah, same. Yeah. Oh, in the next one, it's 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 horrendous. Yes, the puppetry is better. You're right. But but you're right. I, I, you know, I think they we lose... I think we had more differentiation of the characters in the first movie. Yeah, that, that 100%. Uh, hey, Casey, what is the best scene? <laughs> uh... Okay, the best scene in this movie. Yes. Uh, which is saying. If a you lot. have to answer that question, yep. It's first fight. It's fun enough. It's not too goofy in parts. It, That's amazing. That's my answer as well. First fight, but here's why. Because you get, again, the option. You get the warning. Yes. If that's not for you, don't stick. Just bail. So they tell like, you what like it is. Since they're already breaking the fourth wall after all the goofiness of all the turtles that looked at the camera and been like, okay, everyone who wanted to leave, leave. Good. Okay, continue. That's right. That's right. We know we took this in a really fucking weird direction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that so we both agreed on the best scene. I'm wondering if we're going to agree on the scene that we should cut. So it starts with in memory <laughs> of Brian Henson. Oh, not Brian Henson. Or, oh, dear or, Lord, Jim, Jim Henson. Henson. Uh, Jesus, you bite your tongue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, listen. So uh, this is going to be weird and it's going to spill into my rating. I mean, I think the fault of this movie is that I didn't, you don't expect this going in if you watch the first one. You know, it's that misdirection with no context. I mean, if you want a movie suitable for elementary elementary school kids who love the cartoons, then there's nothing in this movie that needs to go. And it's tight. I mean, if there's one thing going for it, this is a tight movie. Too tight. <laughs> it just nothing. It's just 
Um, you know what I would cut because it feels very racist mm. is when, which we didn't really talk about when they're trying to get the last vial yep. of the ooze and, uh, Tetsuo gets it. Tetsu. One last Tatsu. Yeah. Tetsuo is Akira. Is yeah. Tatsu. Yeah. Um, uh, he, uh, he takes out the smoke bomb. He goes, ninja vanish and throws it down. I'm like, yeah. No boy, yeah. this this feels uncomfortable. Um, wait, this feels like. Do you do you want something that's even more uncomfortable? Uh, I don't. Do you know? And, I I think we dis, I think we shared this in the last one. Uh, the actor playing Tatsu is not the voice of Tatsu. Right. The voice of and Tatsu a, is a uh, Caucasian. White yeah, white guy. No. Yeah. Uh, clearly doing a Japanese. Uh, Almost chop suey kind of accent. Yeah, it's my god, yeah. it's rough. Right? Yeah. So when he says ninja vanish, I was like, mm, the white dude saying that. Mm-hmm. So I would cut that. Yeah. All he has to do is hold it up and throw it. We're, we're all going to figure out what happens uh, because smoke bomb goes off, and hey, they're all gone. Weird. Um, Casey, who is the actor having the most fun? I think it's David Warner. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think he's, he's collecting a paycheck. He's having a good time. Who knows? This may be a thing where he had kids or maybe grandkids. I don't know how old he was at this point or uh, if he's fathered any children. Uh, he was um, probably 50 at this point, right? Because he's 80 okay, now. So, 30 so, years ago. Yep. So he probably had uh, grandkids. So I, yeah. I think he was just having a good time. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, David Warner. Sure. I mean, how often do you see him? Again, he's not a bad guy. He's not devious or scheming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's David Warner. Uh, uh, special award again. Uh, I believe I did this in the last one to Robbie Rist, uh, because that voice is just it. It it's not it's Michelangelo for Got me. It. Like when I hear Michelangelo, it is this, this specific guy. voice. He, he is your Kevin Conroy Kevin of Ke- the Turtles. Oh yeah, he's my Kevin Conroy okay. of uh, of Michelangelo. One hundred percent. Now, once again, the IMDb score for this movie is a six out of ten. Casey, <sighs> how do you rate it? Mm, a four. <laughs> yeah, so this is a tough one. Um, you may re- remember from episode one, Batman the movie, 1966, although I don't like that movie, I rated that movie very highly because it was exactly what it intended and presented itself to be. And it did it well. It did it well. Um, I think if this was more... I, I think until you sit down to watch this movie, and again, I'm thinking like if you're coming out of the last movie, it's yeah. such a shift. You know, it feels a little disingenuous. If they were like, look, we know the comics are dark, but that's not who the cartoon is for. We really want to go after kids. They like turtle ninjas. So we're leaning in that direction. I would rate this. I would rate this movie highly. I think this is a bad movie. Oh yeah. But you know, so I'm going to say, what do you say? Four. Yeah. yeah. I'll say four. But here's the flip side, and I'll jump ahead of you on this one. The dad's breakdown, not for kids who are my kids' age, but if you no. have younger kids that like this, this is a movie. This in is that the one space. you should show them. Yes. Yeah. So of all of all the of all the turtle movies that are out there. I don't know about Turtles in Time. I, yeah. oh God, I had such a bad time. Yeah. The only thing I remember is I went to the bathroom during it, so that should probably tell you how much and, and I was invested in this. 
But when I walk back in, there's a scene, spoiler, Casey Jones shows up in the next one. Yep. And I walk into the theater, and it's, in my recollection, it's Leonardo's face just on the screen. He goes, hey, welcome back, Casey. And I stopped dead in my tracks in the aisle. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, what's your take on watching it with kids? No, like I said, if you, I'm going to ignore Turtles in Time for now because it's just a bad movie. Okay. Uh, that's all I remember. If you have kids who like Batman and Robin uh, or something along that vein, show them this. They'll have a good time. Yep. When they're mature enough, show them the first one and be like, see how much better this is? Yeah, exactly. And then when they're a little bit older, give them the comics and say, and this is what it should be. <laughs> maybe third time's a charm. Maybe maybe we'll get it right this time. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, all right. So, Casey, uh, that was you know one of the worst parts of my week, but that's behind us oh, now. Oh, my God. And now it's time to pull the next movie from Thor's helmet. I am randomly rummaging through here, and I'm just going to pick a movie. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh. Listen, I, I didn't oh. look at it, but using my peripheral vision, it's a short title, which usually okay. means something good. Hey, MCU! Buddy. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh! Is this Ant-Man? It's Ant-Man. <gasps> I'm excited. Yeah, Ant-Man's next. Wow. Oh, that's yeah, so good because we just watched Age of Ultron. It's got to be. Yeah, it's Ant-Man. You going to show me how to throw a punch? Oh, my throw God. Uh, and Ant-Man, of course, the end of phase two. So, Wow. Oh. And then, then we're going to be stuck in phase three for a long time. I'm okay with that. I don't. And, and I say stuck. I don't, I, you know, it's pretty much all uphill from here. We're going to linger in, the MCO. in phase three for a while, yeah. Uh, no, we're gonna be be in phase three. Yeah. All right. Uh, so why don't we watch that? Let's go ahead and trailer. Scott, I've been watching you for a while now. You're different. Now, don't let anyone tell you that you have nothing to offer. Second chances don't come around all that often. I suggest you take a really close look at it. This is your chance to earn that look in your daughter's eyes, to become the hero that she already thinks you are. It's not about saving our world. It's about saving theirs. Scott, I need you to be the end man. Huh. One question. Is it too late to change the name? Oh, so that'll be for next time. Yay! Hey, a good movie. Yay! Holy cow! Uh, but uh, but uh, also a, a movie that has some science problems in it. Uh, I mean, okay, sure. In our in our superhero movie, sure, I'm fine with that. Uh, 
Well, okay. Okay. We'll get to it. We'll get it, to it. It's science that they explain in the movie that then is ignored to move Later. the plot. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Todd, where can people find you on the social medias, should you wish to be found? Find me at Twitter and Instagram with the handle <laughs> at TMP in SYR. Hey, Casey, where can people find you on said interwebs? Oh, you know, on the Twitter, I'm not Ryan Casey. On the Instagram, I am not dot Ryan Casey. The podcast itself also has a Twitter and Instagram. Uh, for those on Twitter, we are TSPHC Tweets. And on Instagram, we are Superpod Hero Cast. If you would like to write us an email, that's very simple. All you got to do is go to superpodherocast at gmail.com. And you know why you have to do that? Because only Cap writes letters. Tony. Music for the podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at silvermansound.com. Wow. You know, we're getting really close to that Tony drop. Isn't it isn't Civil War <gasps> the next movie? Uh ooh. After Ant Man? Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Uh is it? No, I feel like no. I think it is. Is it? Hang on. I, I just I just you. had it up. After that is uh oh my god, it's Civil War is the first film of phase three, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Holy cow. Okay. Because I gotta separate them. Okay. So that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Danny Ryan. Be heroic. Be heroic.